this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad and honored to be with you guys today and so many listeners around the world, around the globe. I hear from each and every one of you through our emails. We hear from you uh, through social media, letting me know how much these podcasts and my monthly books you're receiving, uh, you know, how they're blessing you. And I wanted to talk today about some things that deal with blessings. I want to talk to you guys today about some things that really deal with the kind of life that we should be living. And we're going to start off by, first of all, talking about a young, amazing lady I spoke with a couple of weeks ago on the phone uh, during one of my life coaching sessions. And one of the things that she kept on saying over and over again were, things just don't work out for me. Like, this is going bad. This is going wrong. And so I listened to her really good. And, I, and one thing I did explain to her is, you know, share with me what you want to get out of this conversation today. Share with me what you feel your life really, uh, the direction your life, you know, needs to go. And instead of taking me into this journey and conversation of where she would like to see her life, she did what a lot of people do. And that is she started talking about everything that wasn't working for her. Now, many of you have heard this before because we're like, yeah, we get it. Negativity, negative thoughts attract negative things. And that's so true. But she kept on and kept on and kept on until finally, you know, she was telling me everything that was not working out and how she prayed and she and did everything. She, you know, prayed against the devil, did whatever she needed to do and nothing worked out for her at all. And, and, and towards the end of the conversation, I said, can I ask you an honest question? She said, sure. I said, for 30 solid minutes, and I mean literally, guys, 30 solid minutes, I said, there was never an understanding, an idea, or even just an inkling of, but I'm thankful for one thing. I'm thankful for this. And one of the things I bring out to people in conversation is there's one powerful thing that you can be thankful for, and that is this. Thank God I'm alive. I give gratitude because I have air in my lungs. I'm alive. I can see. I can hear. I can walk. I can talk. And that one powerful area of your life that really revolves around, you know, everything revolves around that because without life, you wouldn't even have a negative life, a bad life, or a good life. You You wouldn't have a life at all. And yet, that one thing alone is what I thought that maybe she could start off with, but she never did. And so through the conversation, I said, I tell you what, you've taken 30 minutes to tell me everything that you didn't want, when actually the question was, you know, tell me some things that you you want to see change by offering how you want to see it change in your life. And you didn't do that. And even though I'm giving her grace, I said, because your mind was already programmed, pre-programmed to constantly come to the place where what is on your conscious mind is the first thing you're going to talk about. And the main thing you wanted to discuss was everything that was wrong. And yet it was so, and here's what gets me, folks, is when it's so crystal clear. I mean, you get, you have such clarity to remember how an incident went, how bad this situation was, who 
Paul was involved? By what means, you know, did this bad thing take place? You know, what time did it happen of the day? What time did it happen of the month? When you know off the top of your head that quickly about it happened at 3 p.m., my mother, my father, my sister, my mother, you know, the, my girlfriend, my wife, my husband, my dog, my child did this, and then they did this, and this is how they did it, this is why they did it, this is where they did it. Then, then if it comes to your mind that quickly, that shows me automatically that your mind is unrenewed. Because what happens, what ha- what's happening here is you're automatically recalculating, which shows me you have discussed this over and over and over again with yourself. Because if not, you would have to sit there and literally think, well, let me think what time it happened. Gosh, I don't even remember if it was on Tuesday or Wednesday. I think so-and-so was involved. I'm not sure. You know, um, I think it went this way or that way. You know, these are the things you have to begin to realize is when it takes a minute for you to sort of think about it and for it to kick in, then that shows me you don't dwell on it all the time. That shows me that you have a renewed mind. It shows me that you're trying to forget those things that you're behind until somebody asks you, can you remind me what happened? Oh yeah, well let me think about it for a minute. Then that shows me you actually have not been rehearsing this. You actually have not gone over what has happened because your mind has already left the building. You know the old saying, Elvis has left the building? Your mind is already exited out of the negativity and then you have to recalculate or sort of remember, right? In other words, remember means you have to put those members, this is what it means, the members of your thoughts back together by remembering the situation. You're, re, you're putting it back together by re, in other words, going back to the original thing. That's what re means. When you think about remodeling a car, that means you're going back to restore it Re means to sort of go back and sort of initiate it uh, how it looked from the very beginning. And that's a key thing that it's okay to do that. But when you automatically can say, it happened at this time, how, when, where, and why, and it just on the top of your mind, uh, your mind, or how we say it, you know, here in, Amer- in, in uh, Alabama, that is, if, you know, it's, if it's on the tip of your tongue and it's that easy to say, then you've been rehearsing this, which means you have not allowed yourself to even think about anything outside of that. So therefore you've allowed yourself not even to have a vision outside of the very thing you've been rehearsing and going over and over and over again because you're meditating upon it and when God's word says to meditate upon God's word put another way meditate upon things that are good you know, holy, righteous, good report, praiseworthy, funny, uh, laughing. Uh, focus on these things. These are the things the Bible makes it plain to us. Even laughter, focus on that. Why? Because laughter doeth good like a medication. So even the joy and the happiness and the peace and the, the, you know, the, the silly laughter, all that is still medication, medicating you to the place of healthiness. And so when you begin to understand, wow, let me think about that for a minute to remember. And I want you to rehearse this within yourself today because you have to understand that the more that you can recalculate in the sense of excuse me not recalculate let's use the word remember the more you can remember that quickly in the sense of like oh man it's not even something I have to remember like it's right here like I I knew it as if it happened yesterday you're telling on yourself you're automatically telling me because you never forgot it when you do have to sort of remember to put that thing back together to sort of go back in your mind to see how it happened and when it happened and uh let me think for a moment then you know what I love that because you're automatically telling me you've, you've already tried to leave that you know that that thing behind 
But the key thing we have to begin to remember is no matter how many things that you try to say positive, oh, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I'm praying this way, I'm praying, praying, praying. Not to discount prayer by far. We know prayer is powerful. But prayer means absolutely nothing, folks. Prayer means absolutely nothing when your mind is double-minded and because your mind is being unstable in all of its ways because you're too busy you know playing over and over again by rehearsing over and over again back to back uh, something that happened in your life and then you're like well let me take it to lord in prayer even even from a biblical point of view how many has ever heard that you know these phrases such as you know take it to the lord and drop it off you know take it to the lord leave it there at the altar whatever phrases you want to you want to say why are those so powerfully true because Prayer is not a way to beg and plead God, nor is prayer a way to cause you to help remember the negative situation. Prayer is not, oh God, did you see what happened, God? Did you see how bad the car was? Did you see the the pain of the color of the car? Did you see what she said to me? I can tell you, I know, Lord, I remember the tone of voice she said this to me. You know, when she when she cussed me out, I remember how bad he was when he was sarcastic to me the other day. When you automatically know these things and you're rehearsing them in your in your prayer time then you're not effective in your prayer nor do you know what prayer really is because here's the key thing god knows the ending from the beginning god knows what happened it doesn't mean you can't make your petition known to god and bring it before god and and and, and let him know what's going on he knows that but he also yes he wants to hear it from you but here's the key thing don't have it so rehearsed where your entire prayer time is nothing more than complaining begging pleading oh god would you help me god you know i've actually heard people pray this which is a witchcraft prayer lord remove her right now from my life in Jesus name take this woman and, and you know fire her from her job because she's getting on my nerves or she's bothering me or she's you know for like better words one woman said she's giving me hell on my job you know the key thing is those are witchcraft prayers you don't pray that way that's not the way we pray you don't know God knows anything from the beginning God God knows exactly what you need before you tell him but he also knows who needs to be in your life and sometimes Moses you need Pharaoh in your life to keep on awakening you over and over and over again until you awaken to do the destiny God's called you to do. So you can't always sit here and bring forth a witchcraft prayer, which is basically controlling, trying to control the situation, trying to manipulate God by telling him what should be done. That's wrong. It's witchcraft and it's totally not completely prayer. It's actually basically casting a spell. And many people don't realize that. You're not praying, oh Lord, you're not praying at all. No matter how many times you throw Jesus and God in there, you're actually conjuring up a spell. Because you've got to remember, it's not your job nor is your duty to tell God what needs to happen. And especially when it deals with removing people, doing you, you can't do that. And nowhere, absolutely, let me rephrase this, or let me say it again. Nowhere in the scriptures will you hear that. Nowhere. Right? You don't hear people praying that way because it's not biblical. It's wrong to do. And so when you make your petition known to God, you let him know what happened. But here's the key thing you want to do is give him a report of how you would like to see it turn out, not in a witchcraft way, but in a visionary way. Without a vision, the people perish. When I go before the Lord, I don't say, oh God, did you see what she did to me? Did you see how horrible it was? Oh God, remove her right now. Take her, kill her, whatever, whatever it takes, God. I don't pray that way. What I do is I say, Father, 
In Jesus' name, first of all, let me thank you and praise you for everything you've done in my life. You know, God, as well as I know, that I attract things that I'm thinking. Therefore, I want to be able to be cautious and careful in every word and every deed that comes out of my mouth, uh, in every promise, every this and every that, and especially, God, everything that I present to you before your throne. And therefore, God, you know, because of the situation that's happened, and this is, this is how I'm bringing it out. I don't say, Lord, let me tell you the details of my situation. As if God's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I must, I was, must have been in China and didn't hear what you said. No. Making your petition known means you're letting God know basically what happened. And that is, hey, Lord, you know, in my prayer, you know, Father, you saw, you know, what Sarah said to me. You saw what Linda, you know, what Linda did. You know, God, you saw the hurt that Bob was walking in when he yelled at me. So, Father, I just pray you reverse this. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you minister life to them. I pray that you begin to, to reveal to them because I don't know why they were ugly, harsh, and mean, cruel, rejected me. I don't know. And none of and and here's a key thing and it's none of my business God see that's the hardest prayer to ever pray folks because here's the key thing you have to think about because somebody did this something to you it doesn't mean they actually are always launching out directing it towards you 99.9% of the time is because they're wounded they're hurt they're mad at the world they're mad because they don't trust people because something happened to them and it doesn't always mean woe is them woe is them just let them cuss you out it means something happened in their life and you know what the truth is it's none of my business and that's very hard for many Christians to say. It's none of my business. But what I can make of my business is that, is that I can use the words that can build them up, be able to create a habitation for them to be healed, and by praying that strength for them. Lord, you know, the Bible even says to love my enemies. So she could cuss me up one side or the other, but Lord, it's none of my business basically why that happened. If I feel my heart, heart is not convicting me or condemning me in the sense of as if I, if I feel like I did something wrong. If I did, Father, show me to where I can be the one that can get healing for myself. And then automatically you're praying for that person to be strengthened. Don't ever pray, Lord, that vicious, horrible, rotten so-and-so, remove it right now in Jesus' name. No, that's horrible to say. And the Bible says, love your enemies. So throw them love. Throw them love in your prayer. As a visionary person, I always project visions and visionaries uh, mentality within my life and with other people's lives. And so I bless them. I said, Lord, you know, this hurt me. You know what happened. And whether it was directed straight at me, you know, directly or not, either way, God, it's none of my business. I don't want to receive that hurt. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know exactly how it came up in, the, in their lives because unless you convict me... So so, Father, I pray that you heal them, but I also pray, Lord, that you begin to minister to me and to not to take it personal, not to allow this to get buried in my heart because I don't want to find any anger. And here, here's what happens is you're releasing them with blessings. You're releasing them with, with love. You know, when people sit here and say, you know, I've heard people say before, literally I've heard this one woman say to me, you know, we've got to cast down that spirit within, within, uh, you know, Joe Biden. I won't even call him my president. You know, um, we just command that devil. And, and right then I'm like, whoa, stop right there. First of all, you're a witch. You're acting just like a witch. Second of all, that's none of your business to do that. Third of all, you don't know no, another man or woman's heart. You don't know why they do the things they do. You're called to bless and bless the leaders. Over here, the Bible says, the Bible says, let me rephrase it, the Bible says to bless those in charge, right? 
and and then you begin to do the same thing with everyone because God is no respecter of people. So we pray for our presidents, period, Democrat or Republican. You know, I don't agree with stuff people do or presidents do, but you know what? And that's none of my business. My business is to pray for people. And so I bring them before the Lord. I say, Lord, I pray that you, they begin to make right decisions. I pray for godliness to begin to come upon them. I pray whoever, whoever it is, presidents, vice presidents, I pray, Lord, that you begin to minister life to them. They're making decisions that I cannot make because I'm not educated enough to make. And so I base my, so, so I'm telling you that you as my audience, that I humble myself in my prayer to, because the truth is none of you, none of you, no offense, but none of you are educated enough to know how to make those decisions. And that's why we're not presidents, right? Former, future, or current presidents. Because we're not, so therefore, why should I throw my condemnation, my hateful, bitter, you know, spewing these things towards people when I don't know what they have to do and what they go through, nor am I educated enough to make that kind of decision for, for what they're making? So why do I have the right or, you know, to be able to do that kind of stuff? Because the Lord said, told me to bless my enemies. I am anti-Christ when I do stupid stuff like that. And yes, it's stupid because that's not the way we pray. We're pray to bless people, pray for wisdom for people. And so through all of that, and people, let me just say this real quick, and any of you that get offended by that kind of thing, you need to check your spirit. You need to check your heart and honestly see if you're operating as a Christian. I won't go any further with that conversation, but I'm just saying, you need to, you need to be able to see if you're truly a Christian. Because your job is to pray for people in charge, to love your enemies, and to pray wisdom for people in high positions that God will begin to bless them and cause them to make right decisions. Because that's the biblical way we do stuff, right? And so, no matter what it is, and let me say this to you, the reason why we say we need to pray this, this way on situations that we are having to, to sort of recalculate on and remember this is what happened to me, God, or, or, or any leader or bosses or wives or husbands is because of the fact that we want to be able to send out of being a visionary blessings to people to motivate, to encourage, but, but more importantly, to build up people, to throw visions at them, right? I pray that their future goes good. I pray that you begin to lead them into something else that's even better because your word says you take us from glory to glory. I've never prayed, you know, death or hatefulness or confusion to anyone or take them down. God take them out because that is totally witchcraft and no offense folks I'm being very honest you're a witch if you do that I'm being very blunt with you please don't take it the wrong way but the shoe fits wear it because that's what you're operating as is a witch you're casting spells that, that is anti-Jesus we operate according to how Jesus told us to pray what Jesus told us to do not Old Testament. Let me get that very clear and straight. Those of you trying to manipulate the Old Testament by, by bringing forth a scripture, an ancient scripture into modern day, you know, uh, things. If you don't bring it through Jesus, then you're operating outside of Jesus. Anything I tell, whenever I tell people to, when you read the Old Testament or you're going to pray the Old Testament, you have to take it through Jesus first. If you do not, you're going outside of Jesus. And the Bible even says in the New, in the New Testament, when it, in, in, in the in the book of uh, John, it talks about, I think it's John chapter 10, but it deals with the fact of doing things outside, you know, talking about the gate and going through the door, you know, of, of Christ. When you operate outside the gate, it's because you did not go through Christ. You're called to go through Christ in anything you do. So if you take anything in the Old Testament, if you take it through Christ and Christ has already redeemed us or, or null and voided that law since he fulfilled the law, or if it's not going through Jesus' grace or mercy or compassion or forgiveness 70 times 7, then you know what? If it's not 
not going through that, you're operating outside of Christ. And that's a dangerous place to be. I don't move in the Old Testament anymore as much as I used to because I'm a New Testament believer. Okay, because I'm not a Jew, I'm a Christian. Amen. And as a Christian, I claim Christ. As a Jew, I don't. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? So you have to understand that. So when we deal with all these things we're talking about, positive and negative, we are dealing with the aspect of in our lives what it is we have to pray, how to attract the right things, how to release forgiveness and unforgiveness, how to release these things in our lives as visionaries to understand that I don't need to calculate, excuse me, I don't need to constantly rehearse everything that is happening happened to me I can present it to the Lord and if someone happens to ask me about it I can say oh gosh let me let me think about that I haven't even thought about that in a while because you know why because I know my renewed mind is trying to attract the right healthy whole things in my life but if it's so much on the tip of my tongue I got an issue with 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 it and I haven't forgiven it if I can remember that quick something's wrong with the situation and something's wrong with the way I'm thinking right because I want to be able to think in a way where oh yeah I'm sorry I forgot that that's the scripture says forgetting those things are trouble behind if it takes you a member a moment to remember to gather your thoughts on the situation way to go my friend that's the way to do it that's what it means to forget those things are trouble behind and so these are areas of our lives that we have to look at because once again like that lady who constantly was you know negative negative and just knew it as if it happened five minutes ago and yet it happened three years ago in her life three years ago and you still know every single jot and tittle to it then you're going to continue to attract some negative stuff you're going to continue to attract you know um, a lot of bad things because it automatically is telling me that it's at the forefront of your brain number one number two there that means that you have not forgotten Given. Once you forgive, you release, folks. The moment you forgive, you release it. That's why you take things to God and you drop it off at the altar. Because the moment you say things to God, you should release it. You're not allowed to pick it back up. Why? Because if I pick it back up, it's showing my unforgiveness is still there. It's showing that I'm still going to attract negative, bad, horrible things in my life that revolve around maybe how the situation in my life went down, right? How it happened. And so there's so many releases when you forgive, you let it go, um, you don't remember it constantly, because once again when you let something go, it dismantles itself. The thing, and here's one thing that people don't realize that I teach on majorly within my life in the ministry, that when you let something go, it dismantles itself. Okay? When you when you keep on remembering it, you are keeping it together. You keep on gluing it together when the past wants to be able to dismantle itself. The only thing keeping our past alive is us. We keep on gluing the pieces back together, and the moment they start falling off and chipping off because they're trying to dismantle itself because it's a past reality, and yet what do we do? We put super glue back on it. No, don't fall off. I've got to remember you. No, don't you know? Don't fall off. Don't dismantle yourself. I've got to be able to keep you alive in me. So it's dangerous. And so keep these things in the back of your mind, folks, to remember exactly what to do, how to act, what to be, you know, in your life because it's very important to really understand the whole dynamics of forgetting, letting go, dismantling. And then one day, then if somebody asks you, oh, 
Yeah, let me remember. Let me just put it back together, not in a negative bad sense, but just for the for the sake that since you asked me about the situation, let, let me just re, let me remember. Let me put it back together for a moment, just so I can tell you the story. I have to remember, you know, good and hard about it. But the moment you you know you say to that person, only may I be out of just a mere conversation, not because oh I'll tell you what happened to me that day. You know, the moment you begin to just say oh yeah, well let me just explain to you what happened since you asked me. The moment you do that, you just release it again. Why? But and, and you will constantly stay in a state of forgiveness because the moment you're putting it together, you're just putting it together in a thought form just to speak it. And then once it's once it's done, it'll dismantle itself again quicker because once again you have no hold on it. And so keep these things in your mind, folks. Remember, what am I attracting? Why am I attracting it? You know, why are the negative and bad things happening to me? Why are these things constantly coming up in my life? And do I remember? How clear do I remember? I would encourage you guys to do this. Just really quick, I'm not asking you to do something horrible and negative and, and not, not of God, but I'm going to say this to you. Take a, ask your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever, ask them what they see you talking about all the time. Not, even, don't even put positive and negative in there. Just ask them, what do you see me talking about? What do you hear me talking about a lot? You know, is it a story? Is it a theme? Is it, um, is it an idea? You know, is it something that happened to me? What do you hear a lot? How, and, and, and I'll tell you, kids, folks are notorious for telling you, Mom, you've already told me. How many have heard that before? Mom, you've already told me. That's a, that's a sign right there. Do you remember me telling you about what happened to your grandmother? Yes, I remember you telling me a hundred and one times, Mom. Hello? Prophecy, prophecy, kids prophesying to you, that's a release to you to let you know if they've heard it over and over again, how, how, you know, hello, that's a prophecy letting you know. That means I must have said this thing more than I should have on a bad situation, right? And so you can have fun with this, but I would encourage you to also take it seriously, to take it to, take it to heart and just recognize exactly what is truly happening and what am I truly doing and what am I truly saying? And then you'll know automatically why you're attracting in your life, whatever it is you're attracting, good, bad, or ugly, all right? So, as always, love life. Love the life our Heavenly Father has given you. And and be the head and not the tail. You so deserve to live an abundant, beautiful, um, fulfilling uh destiny type of life that God's given you. So enjoy these beautiful moments and days that God's given us. Because once they're gone, they're gone. Life is but a vapor. Once it's over with folks, and trust me, it's going by pretty fast for me, you know, uh, unfortunately. But once it gets gone, it's gone. And so I want to just sort of drop that in your lap today as you listen to this podcast. And as always, let me say this. Join our Book of the Month program. I'm telling you folks, we have dynamic books that released every month that I write personally. And you will receive a book in the mail if you live in the USA. It'll be autographed for you. Or you can just choose to, to, to have the ebook sent to you every month through email. But get on our Book of the Month program. Go on the website, identitynetwork.net. Sign up today. I would love for you to be able to get these books. And remember folks, you know, we can I'm going to be blunt. Successful people, rich people, people with wisdom, they read books. That's just the bottom line. They do. Any one of them will tell you. There's not one person on this planet who is who is successful who says, I've never picked up a book in my life. I've never studied anything. Because I, you know, I'd call them out and say, you're a liar. <laughs> because, because statistically, there's not one person who's never said that they've never read a book, right? Come on. Hello. And so anyway, so guys, join our Book of the Month program. And as always, folks, thank you so much for joining our um, podcast every week. I truly do love you, love every one of you. I thank God for every one of you. And I want to see every one of you be 
successful. And whatever success looks like for you, if it might be just getting married or having kids or owning a business or owning a, you know, a home, small garden home, a big mansion, hey, it doesn't matter. It's none of my business. <laughs> whatever it is that you feel in your heart that God's called you to do, do it and do it well, my friend, because you so deserve it today. So let's close with this. As always, if you don't like your day, I got a great idea for you guys. Change your thoughts and you'll change your life. God bless you. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.